Cassie clenched her teeth. I'm going to kill her. She hissed under her breath for the umpteenth time and absently sipped her warm Diet Coke. What had possessed Sophie? She glanced at the crumpled letter Sophie left behind. What was she thinking by sending me here? How many times had Sophie proclaimed, Get up, go out, and have fun. Life's passing you by. Live a little, screw a little. Oh, God. Cassie had heard her friend repeat the statement so much it became the mantra of her life. That's why Sophie told me to wait to open the envelope until I was on the plane. The little sneak. Still, she couldn't be too mad at her friend, for Sophie had Cassie's best interests at heart. And it stood to reason that Sophie did love this island. But she and Sophie were completely different. She didn't possess Sophie's brevity and adventurous spirit. Sophie always took the road less traveled, but not Cassie. She took the safe, comfortable, well-trodden path and didn't take risks. Yet there was a time she wouldn't have hesitated. Exactly when had that changed? Don't go there. Damn Sophie for encouraging Cassie to re-examine her boring, predictable life and for knowing the dreams she kept hidden. Cassie let out a huff. What would she do about this little predicament? She looked around the small plane at the other passengers, mostly women, happily conversing in small groups. There was no hiding the fact that they were aboard for the same reason. The enthusiastic chatter filled her ears with tales of the resort's offerings. Excited giggles and even hoots by the women made her feel so out of place. The conversations were rather candid recaps of previous experiences and new expectations. All the women spoke highly about the island's reputation for safe and responsible sex. STDs were extremely rare because of the continuous monitoring of both employee and guest. Cassie's skin prickled with their graphic details of what tantalizing forays awaited on the island. She found herself listening, her face growing warmer with each account. She shivered and swiped at the goose flesh on her arms. She thought to fan her face, but realized how telling that would be. The best course of action at this time would be to try and ignore the conversations, and the moment she arrived, book the first flight off the island. All of Cassie's great intentions flew out the window the instant the plane touched down. She stepped out into the balmy tropical breeze, made even sultrier by the aroma of exotic flowers planted along every walkway. Everywhere, palm trees swayed, birds sang. She groaned inwardly. The scenery would have to be so decadent on first sight. Just great, she mumbled. I've landed on Fantasy Island. All I need now is for Ricardo Montalban to stroll up. But it wasn't Ricardo who welcomed the guests disembarking the plane. Instead, a hefty dose of testosterone and glistening male bodies reminiscent of ancient Greek gods strolled forward. Cassie swallowed hard. She found it Difficult to ignore the gorgeous, fit bodies covered only by one tiny patch of material. 
these same scantily clad bodies easily merged into the crowd of guests. Her gaze paused longer than she intended, briefly yielding to the impulse to examine the perfection of the young Adonis-like beefcakes. She subconsciously moistened her lips, realizing she did so afterward. All the male flesh made concentration hard and difficult to recall exactly what she needed to do. She spied the other women anxiously waving or calling out to particular gentlemen, and noticed many were on a first-name basis. Cassie closed her eyes and gave herself a momentary respite from the wantonly charged atmosphere. When she opened them a moment later, however, she found herself staring into the well-chiseled pecs of one of the Greek gods, uh, one of the island's employees sent to collect the patrons—